0: Welcome, everybody, to the Season Preview Series. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. I hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Monday. As the month of January is coming to a close, it is almost time for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. And you know what that means. It is almost time to get ready for some previews and predictions. And starting off the 2023 Preview and Predictions show and series, We are going to be talking about the starting rotation on today's show. So get ready for that. We're going to be talking about what the starting rotation is probably going to look like at the beginning of the year, players that could kind of fit their way into the starting rotation throughout the year in 2023, and more all on today's episode of Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Again, hope you guys are all having a phenomenal last week of January. And guess what? Baseball is almost, and today's episode. Is brought to you by FanDuel and Bilt Bar. Make sure you also follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan and at Locked on Pirates. And with that said, guys, let's get into today's show. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates Podcast, everybody. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Again, I hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Monday, January 30th. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this series to kick off. It is the 2023 season preview series. We are going through every single position group, every big player, and it will all culminate at the end when we give my official predictions and preview for the 2023 Major League Baseball season for your Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the best Pittsburgh Pirates podcast in the world here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I am Ethan Smith, your host who does the most Mark. Again, um, 2023, as I stated on Twitter, I think is going to be my funnest season covering this team. Uh, of course, I jumped on in the offseason of 2020. Got the whole 2021 season, 2022 season, and to say the least, this has been the funnest offseason that the Pirates have had since I have become the host of this podcast, and I think that 2023 is going to be the overall the funnest season to cover of Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, not only for myself, but for you guys, the fans of this podcast, for fans of the team. I think this is going to be really phenomenal for um, Pittsburgh Pirates fans. I think they are taking a step in the right direction, and... One of those steps in the right direction came via the pitching staff. One, one of the things the Pirates have really struggled with over the past couple of years since moving on from Jamison Tyone and Joe Musgrove in those trades to San Diego and New York is they haven't really found a lot of pitching talent so far in the system, albeit a lot of that talent was pretty far away at the time of the trade. Well, now it's showing up. Uh, you're looking at what the rotation will probably look like in 2023 on opening day. You look at the uh free agent signings that this team made at the starting rotation spot. They picked up Vince Velasquez first. A lot of people wondered, would he be a reliever? Would he be a starter? But Ben Sherrington and Derek Shelton and the Pirates organization have pretty much tripled down on the idea that Vince Velasquez will be a starter for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he will be in the rotation in some capacity. So expect him to add himself to this group. Then you also add Rich Hill, Rich Hill, of course, 42 years of age. Some people got thrown off by that a little bit. Biggest thing you're going to get from Rich Hill. And the biggest reason why he is here, he's going to give you quality innings, at least five innings. I think every start is probably where he'll average. He has very good pitch mix. Of course, people are going to marvel at his curveball. He has good command on all of his pitches. He's a journeyman in major league baseball. He's seen stops, Where he's had really good moments, he's had some bad ones too, but I think he has the chance to be the next kind of Jose Quintana, um, Tyler Anderson type for this Pittsburgh Pirates team where he comes in, he revamps the um, aging career of his at the age of 42. The Pirates move on from him at the deadline, but he's going to do something very well. That the pirates haven't had in quite some time which is have a quality pitcher that is going to eat innings until you are ready to bring up some of these guys that are going to be possibilities for the rotation which we will get into later you then look at the remaining parts of this where you're going to have mitch keller who's a top option um had the best year of his career in 2022 saw a very good jump in the fastball of course we all marveled Last year in the 2022 offseason, right before spring training, when he was throwing about over 100 in some of those bullpen sessions, of course, that translated the uh, game action a little bit as well, but he wasn't hitting triple digits consistently, and that's not something we were expecting of Mitch Keller, but he definitely saw an uptick in his velocity. On the fastball, but also the command of his fastball. You saw that all get better, which translated to him overall just being a much better pitcher in 2022. The sky's the limit for him. He's going to continue to get better. I think he's going to take another jump in 2023 and potentially be the future ace of this Pittsburgh Pirates staff. Then you look at Rowanji Contreras, the thumbnail of this video. Rowanji Contreras was a guy that a lot of people wanted to see play the entire year last year. He started on the major league roster in 2022. Didn't start in the rotation though. He was kind of shaky out of the bullpen. They didn't really know what they wanted to do with him. He was on an innings restriction um for a good part of the year. They sent him back to AAA to figure some things out. He has a little bit of nicks there in terms of the injury bug and all that stuff, but they eventually figured it out. He came up and was a full-time starter midsummer. The rest is history. He looked very good. Command of the fastball was really good. Very good pitch mix. The one thing. I think he will have to continue to work on is having that moxie, that confidence, that uh, composure when he gets in big spots. You saw some of that last year from him. I think you're going to continue to see that from Rowanzi Contreras this upcoming year. Same thing with Mitch Keller. Rowanzi Contreras, I think he only continues to get better. I think he also has a potential to be one of the top three options in the rotation for the next half decade. And that trade for Jamison Talion, Overall, doesn't look that great, but getting Rowanji Contreras in return was definitely a big win for them. Rowanji Contreras, a lot of people wondered, was he going to be worth it? Well, so far, he appears that he's going to be. He appears that he's going to be this kind of guy that is going to make an impact in your starting rotation for years to come. And as I mentioned before, the one thing that you're going to keep hearing me say as we're previewing what 2023 is going to look like for the starting rotation, it's going to be young outside of Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez. And then of course the final piece who I think is going to be in the rotation, JT Brubaker, who will likely be fighting for a spot there with the likes of Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz and um, at at the beginning of the year. And then again, next segment we'll get into the players that are going to be fighting for rotation spots later in the year. uh, Once trades happen or if injuries happen, But overall, the feel that you're going to get from this starting rotation heading into 2023, you have Keller and Contreras as guys that you can pretty much bank on and say that they're going to be part of your rotation for quite a while. And I've seen some of you guys suggest that they should kind of reach out to Mitch Keller about an extension, maybe reach out to Contreras about an extension pretty soon, but I'd be patient with it. You don't want to give them the extension too early and then they fall off a cliff. Mitch Keller, of course we've seen fall off a cliff before Contreras. I don't think has that fall off the cliff floor. We just want to see if his ceiling is going to get any higher. That's kind of where that goes. Um, But to recap again, you're looking at a rotation that has Mitch Keller, Ramonzi Contreras, JT Brubaker, Rich Hill, and Vince Velasquez. That's a very, very drastic difference from what we saw at the beginning of 2022, where it was Jose Quintana, Keller, Bryce Wilson, Zach Thompson. Like You had that like group going on in the rotation. There's actual optimism when it comes to the Pirates pitching staff as far as the starting rotation is concerned. And that's something the pirates haven't had in quite some time. Again, I mentioned the Jameson Tallion and Joe Musgrove trade. Even before that, you had Garrett Cole, which you then traded to Houston, but there was gap years in between that point where from Garrett Cole to then eventually Talone and Musgrove, it took a second for the Pirates to get reacclimated with a good pitching staff, which good pitching staff. But now you're seeing the returns of Joe Musgrove and Jamison Talion going away and now getting experience with the likes of Keller Contreras and Brubaker those guys are supplementing what is going to eventually be I think a pretty solid starting rotation which for a team like the Pirates who are a lower spending team and a small market team as Major League Baseball would be concerned That's kind of how you have to build a team like that. You can always go out and find a good bat. You can always go out and spend some money on position players. It's really hard to want to splash cash on pitchers in free agency, especially if you're a team that spends like the Pirates, where we saw big money shelled out to pitchers this offseason. That's not something the Pirates are going to do. So ultimately, you have to build it through the system. And speaking of the system, we'll get into some guys that could make an impact in the starting rotation in 2023 at some point in the next segment. But before we get to that, let's talk about my new favorite sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is, of course, FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment here at fanDuel.com/slash locked on. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make Betting on sports, fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel also lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And there's some bets I like. Philly opens as a minus two-and-a-half favorite against the Kansas City team. But so far in the playoffs, we haven't really seen a Philly team face any adversity realistically against the 49ers and the giants. So we'll see how they handle the adversity against the Kansas city chiefs. I would also go as far as say, bang the over on this one. You got to hit it. You got to hit it. Um, the FanDuel Sportsbook, of course, app is safe, secure, and super to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So f- join FanDuel today. At fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. So I mentioned earlier that we're going to be talking about uh, the prospects that would be possibilities in the starting rotation in 2023. Their names I've said a lot this offseason. They're names that I think the Pirates are going to have good looks at in AAA and Indianapolis, and pending injury, which you never wish for, but we know is a very big part of baseball, especially when it comes to a pitching staff. you got to be very, very excited for the likes of Quinn Priester, Mike Burrows, Luis Ortiz, Johan Oviedo, the possibility of a Cody Bolton getting in there, Carmen Majinski. There's a lot to like there for the starting rotation of the Pittsburgh Pirates, not only with how it's currently constructed and what it will likely look like on opening day with what I said before with brew Baker, Keller, Contreras Hill and Velasquez, but, Say Velasquez and Rich Hill have good years, but the Pirates are out of contention or they feel like they're out of contention. You move those guys away. You get something back for them after signing them to one-year deals. And then you're talking about supplementing that top three that you have with Brubaker, Keller, and Contreras with one of, or two of, Luis Ortiz, Quinn Priester, Mike Burrows, Carmen Bajinski, or Cody Bolt. So there's going to be real position influx at this spot at the starting position uh starting pitching position, and that makes spring training really fun to watch this year i mean you're look you're looking at the possibility of one of these guys being possibly a six starter in the rotation if they really, really perform well in spring training, pending what the pirates want to do with that spot, I don't really know if they want. To run a six-man rotation because they probably want to see innings from Contreras and Keller. They want to have get uh, get good innings with the veterans as well. But I wouldn't completely rule it out with the amount of options they're going to have at the Triple A level uh, heading into this year. They have a lot of good options available. And again, if one of those guys performs really well in the first couple months of the year, like let's say Quinn Priester, for example, does really well at the Triple A level at Indianapolis with like a whatever ERA, but he's striking out a lot of hitters and not walking a lot of guys and showing good command of his pitches. Who says he doesn't come up and supplements the bullpen a little bit as well, or is a six starter. There's a lot of different options for this starting rotation. And I mean, I would like to say that there could be surprises when it comes to the starting rotation as far as prospects are concerned. But a lot of the other guys that you're talking about at the top of the prospect list or even the bottom are guys that are either going to be relief options or just aren't going to be ready yet. You're looking at guys like Thomas Harrington, who I had on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, he was a first round pick from last year. He's going to be pretty far away. You're still looking at Bubba Chandler. He's still pretty, uh, pretty far away. There's a lot to look forward to even after this wave of um, starting pitching prospects. But realistically, you're looking at four or five guys, as I've mentioned, with uh, Priester, Burroughs, Bolton, Majinski, and Ortiz. And then Oviedo as well I is in that mix as well. But after that, I wouldn't expect too much from the starting rotation as far as prospects are concerned, but that also opens the door for the Pirates to do something very interesting in 2023. You've seen some projections say that they're going to be in around the 75 to 83 win range. I've said 68 to 75, but who knows? My prediction show or preview show will be whenever all of these preview shows are done. It's very interesting to me. That, let's say, close to the trade deadline post-All-Star break, the week after the All-Star break, the Pirates are around five, they're sniffing 500. Like, they're like three or four games under 500, and and six to ten games out of the wild card. Do you hold on to Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez there? There's an argument to be had on both sides. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think if they were six to ten games out, you probably do. Make shrink that number just a tad. I said six to ten games out. Shrink that number just a tad. Let's say four to four to six games out of a wild card, still on under that five hundred spot. Do you maybe hold on to Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez, especially if they're pitching well, and use the likes of Priester, Ortiz, Burroughs, Oviedo, all the prospects that I've mentioned as long relief options or even back end of the rotation guys and even they propel you possibly to be a better baseball team overall. This is something the Pirates and myself have not been able to think about for quite some time. They've been they've been on the tightrope with the starting rotation for the last two or three even four years. It hasn't looked pretty. And I'm not saying that this is the final product of what you're going to see from the starting rotation at all? I mean, you're not. This is not even close to what the final product of this starting rotation is going to be because you still have to know which of these prospects is really going to pan out to be a starter. Then they move whatever. Don't probably move to the bullpen and they they don't work out. Then you're just out of a pitcher, which happens all the time. But eventually, you're going to have four or five reliable starters in this starting rotation. You already have two, arguably three, depending on the future that Brubaker has with this team. I don't know if he has a future as a starter, with the amount of options that they're going to have pretty soon. Say that two of them work out out of that group that I told you guys about from the prospects. Just for an example, that would give you Mitch Keller, Rwansi Contreras, if they both continue to grow, which, as I mentioned earlier, I believe they both will. Quinn Priester and Mike Burroughs. At that point, you make a solid free agent signing, say, seeing as if Priester and Burroughs eventually work out, man, you're, you're playing with house money at that point. Because if the Pirates, out of that group of six prospects that I mentioned, can get two quality pitchers out of that group, that is as extraordinary of a win that they could ask for in terms of what they are trying to do with this starting rotation. Be young, be reliable, pitch quality innings, command your pitches, strike guys out, and keep growing. That is all they want to see from these guys. And if they can get one-third of that group of six to come up and be reliable pitching options and pitch quality innings and play good baseball, man, 2024, I mean, you're looking at the potential of them going out and signing a really good pitcher in free agency or standing pat and one of those other guys that's in the next wave is your fifth pitcher in your rotation. That's what you're kind of looking forward to here in the year 2023 with the starting rotation. I'm going to give my predictions here in the final segment of today's show. But before that, I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at Built Bar. Of course, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the planet earth you can't get any better if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you got to try a built bar we just got through the holidays and i know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year i just actually recently started cooking for myself again which i have absolutely loved if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste then man i've got just the thing for you you got to try built bars with built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, and they are perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro dust, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt Bars at Bilt.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And as usual, use the promo code LOCKEDON on Built.com for 15% off for the best protein bars on the planet. And Built Bar has you covered for all of your healthy eating needs. So as we wrap up, the first 2023 preview series show here talking about the starting rotation. I want to always thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast as you do every single day. Make sure you also check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast with Lindsey Crosby. He is a prospect encyclopedia. If you guys can't tell, by the way, I'm very excited today. I'm loving the fact that we're getting this series kicked off and that baseball's right around the corner. So is Lindsey. He's previewing and talking about all the time the future stars of Major League Baseball, talking about the Pirate system every once in a while, talking about Andy Rodriguez, who we'll also talk about in the catcher portion of this 2023 preview series. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to enter year three with you guys. And what else I'm excited for, again, is this starting rotation. It feels like this year we're not just going to be hoping for the Rowanzi Contreras game or the Mitch Keller start where the other three starts just don't matter. Who cares? It was Jose Quintana, Ruwanzi Contreras, and Mitch Keller while they were here. Nobody else cared. JT Brubaker is a very good pitcher as well. I love watching him pitch, but the overall hype obviously was not there for him and isn't in terms of him being an ace. Other teams, of course, have been interested in Baker the past couple of seasons. They've chosen to hold on to him, so that shows the value he has on this team and outside of Pittsburgh. But we all know that the funnest days to watch a starting pitcher head to the mound last year for the Pittsburgh Pirates were Jose Quintana, Mitch Keller, and Contreras. This year, there is an argument to be had, to be excited for every single start that we see from a starting pitcher this year, be it Rowanzi be it Keller, be it Rich Hill, be it Vince Velasquez, be it JT Brubaker, Oviedo, Ortiz, Burroughs, Priester, Bolton, Majinski. The list goes on and on to where this starting rotation can be fun. I really think it can. And when you look overall at all of the NL central teams we will boil it down to the NL central first. And I'm going to probably do this with most of these, where I'm going to compare this group to the other groups in the NL central and, the, and kind of do it that way. Cause I think that needs to be the pirate central focus is getting better in their own division before they worry about making the playoffs. Just saying you look at the other teams in this division and in their starting rotations. Of course, Milwaukee has the two headed monster of Corbin Burns and Brian Woodruff still it's, it's amazing, but I also think the clock is ticking on Corbin Burns and his time in Milwaukee. You then look at Chicago, who picks up Jamison and They have some things going on over there, I believe, still with Kyle Hendricks. I haven't really paid attention to their starting rotation too much. The Reds, of course, I mean, Hunter Green, that's all I really see from them so far. Obviously not paying too much attention to what they've done this offseason. season. Then, of course, the Cardinals are always going to have a pretty good rotation. They still have Wayne Wright, Libertor, Michaelis. They still have a pretty good rotation, I mean, all things considered. But there's an argument to be had with what the Pirates are going to present on 2023 opening day as far as the starting rotation is concerned, that they have the second-best rotation in the National League Central. There's an argument to be had there based off of looking at the other rotations and how they're set up. You look at the Brewers, very top-heavy rotation with Peralta, Woodruff, and um, Burns being that three-headed core. The Cardinals, again, Wainwright, Michaelis, there's things to like there. The Cubs, realistically, I mean, Taillon, Hendricks, there's things to like there, but not crazy. And then you have the Reds, who are in a rebuild, like the Pirates are still, but what the Pirates are doing, they're a little bit ahead of the uh, Reds in the rebuild. It's it's a fair argument to talk about the Pirates having the second best starting rotation in the NL Central, and I like that idea. Now, as far as my predictions for this starting rotation, I do think they come out of the gates hot. I think Relanzi and Keller use some of the momentum they had at the end of last year into their first couple of starts this year. I think it'll take some time for Rich Hill and uh, Vince Velasquez to really get going. And then Brubaker is going to do his classic Brubaker stuff. I'm pretty sure. Once the season keeps going, if it's mostly injury free, I think they're going to be middle of the pack as far as a group and a rotation in terms of ERA. And I'm talking all of baseball at that point, I could see them being as high as 13, as low as, 18 to 20 in terms of the team ERA that they're going to have in the starting rotation, which is a resounding step forward from what we've seen from the last couple of years. Depending on where the team is overall around the all-star break, I think that's when you'll start seeing the suitors for Rich Hill, the suitors for Vince Alasquez, of course, if they're both pitching well, which I expect them both to pitch at least decent. And teams will be clamoring for pitching as they make playoff pushes if the Pirates are not contending. That's when you'll start seeing the likes of Mike Burroughs and Luis Ortiz and Johan Oviedo kind of force us back into the youth movement in the starting rotation around that time. Then I think Quinn Priester will come up kind of in the j- late July, August window. Um, you could see Cody Bolton do the same thing. So, it's kind of a tale of two halves, I think, when you're predicting and previewing this 2023 starting rotation. Because as it's currently constructed, it looks like a pretty good unit. But is that unit going to look exactly the same by the end of the year or even the end of July? I would opt and say no. But it really all just depends on where the Pirates take themselves in 2023. Are they going to be a sneaky, frisky wild card team that, or contending wild card team? Or are they going to be five or 10 games under 500 and still all be, be competitive and frisky, just not in the playoff picture? Really just depends. And I think the starting rotation, when you go into this year, whereas other years it was a major negative of this team and really lost them a lot of games, I think you're looking at a starting rotation that is a major positive for this Pirates team heading into 2023. Again, as I said earlier, I think Keller and Contreras continue to take the next steps. I think you get quality eight innings, like eating innings, from Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez. I think JT Brubaker rides the course and has some good innings and good outings as well. Then I think later in the year, post-All-Star break, you see Luis Ortiz. You see Johan Oviedo, you see uh, Quinn Priester, Mike Burrows, those guys all kind of fit themselves in there, maybe even go to the bullpen for long relief work. And I think this starting rotation has the makings of being a good one. And I will say it again. I think they will be the second best rotation in the National League Central this year, only behind the Milwaukee Brewers. I am that confident in what I'm seeing from this starting rotation. And, It's just proving that 2023 is another building block towards contention for this Pittsburgh Tigers team. And as your host who does the most, I will be there every step of the way. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the beginning of the 2023 preview series here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. Make sure, again, to go check out Locked On MLB Prospects with Lindsey Crosby. Check out Locked On Steelers with Christopher Carter, Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan, and all of your favorite uh, podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Ethan Smith, your host who does the most. Signing off here on Monday, January 30th, and I will see you guys on the flip side.